I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my lovely. How are you? It's Michelle here. I hope that you are having a great week, that all is well in your world. I am slightly frazzled. I have been in the throes of just, just this one task that has been kind of hanging over my head that is it's one of those things classic where I thought it would just take me like 20 minutes to do. So I did not give it to Jackie, my VA, to help me with. She is helping me with some much bigger priorities in my business at the moment. Um, But I'm on the hunt for a new printing supplier. So not printers as in hardware. I'm talking about like someone who can do my printing of printed goods that I use in my business. So things that I incorporate into my welcome packs and um, workbooks and that sort of stuff. So I don't have an awful lot. Like I I wouldn't be like a big customer to anyone. So I'm looking for uh, smaller businesses. Um, But my gosh, has it been an eye-opener checking these businesses out online. Now, I know that it's not nice to judge, but it's also not that hard in in the world that we live in now to have like even just a semi-decent online presence. I really wonder if half of the businesses that I have encountered online even do business? Or is it that they do so much business that they actually don't care what their online presence is? It's really, really interesting. And it's been, yeah, it's just been a real eye-opener for me because the variance in terms of the professionalism, the strength of their branding, just the ability to um, navigate their website has been like it's just been so far-reaching for businesses that are all essentially doing the same thing. They're all providing the same service. And it's this first impression stuff, right? Like, you know, I, I talk about this a lot. It's like the customer experience. How do people engage with you? How do people, even before they know you, what opinion are they forming about you based on their experience of your brand. And it's really interesting that this has been happening to me this week because it's also tied into an interview that I did with today's guest, which is the fabulous Zoe Scott. So Zoe is a seasoned designer and branding specialist, and she believes that every business, no matter how small, should have an extraordinary online presence featuring top-shelf creative and an inspiring brand. And this is a pain point for a lot of 
businesses. And, you know, I always wonder why, like, why, why is it such a struggle when, when it comes to branding? And I, I see businesses fall into two camps. These are the businesses that I know intimately, not all these printing supplier people, because I don't know half of them from Adam and I'm never going to know most of them because I, I couldn't even read the copy on their website. It was that disjointed. Like, you know, it just was all such a bad experience that I didn't even want to take like that next step and look further. I'm talking about women whose businesses I do know quite intimately and the that sort of when is that tipping point that they go, okay, I need to invest in branding. And um, I think for a lot of people, it's like the chicken and the egg. Like, do I do I do the knockout branding first so that I can build the business or do I build the business and just kind of get by and then have the knockout branding? Um, and that's why I got Zoe on to chat because I just wanted to really kind of work through those sort of conundrums with an expert and she is an expert. I have referred so much work to Zoe because she is an absolute pro at taking her clients' businesses and their well, their brands and therefore their businesses to the next level. So Zoe and I talk a lot about these common struggles when it comes to branding, but most importantly, because she is the wise woman that she is, she helps us overcome them. So really, you know, I mean, I'm not going to spoil what she shares, but it comes down to this, I guess, the branding piece not existing in isolation. So it's not just like this thing that we do. It is like it, it it is part of the business. It incorporates our purpose, business goals, our unique value proposition, all of these things that we should know about ourselves. And then Zoe waves her magic wand and brings that out into the world in a really impactful way. Um, but you know, obviously not everyone has a Zoe at their fingertips. So she is sharing lots of gold with you today, but she also talks about how you as a business owner can have a stronger online presence. Um, even if you don't have an expert like her in your pocket, we talk about, you know, things like Canva, DIYing in Canva versing, versus utilizing experts like her. Um, once you make a decision to engage the services of a branding expert, how can you prepare? How do you know when it's time? You know, what, what would be the investment of something like that? What, ex what results could you expect from an experience like that? Something else Zoe talks about, which I think is just a genius offering that she has incorporated into um, her, her current sort of suite of services is that she's doing like monthly website audits. And I just think that's such a great idea because, at, you know, coming back to these printer service providers, like 
I was like, has anyone ever been on the website from this company? Because the user experience is like, it's broken. It's completely broken. So Zoe talks about some things that we should be, you know, having our eyes out as business owners um, and some common themes and common issues that she sees and couples those with some very easy fixes. So um, you are going to love Zoe. I know you are. She's full of so much wisdom that is going to help you boost your business. So I'm not going to talk about her anymore. I am going to take it into our interview. So please welcome the wonderful Zoe Scott to your business boost. Zoe, thank you so much for joining me today on your business boost. Yeah, no problems, Michelle. It's great to be here. Yeah, so I thought we'd kick off by just getting a bit of a backstory for our listeners, just because uh, I'm all and I'm always fascinated about this too, is to hear how you came to be running your own business, how it started, and how things are going now. Yeah, sure. Well, look, uh, my career, I've always been a designer from the very first moment I left school. And um, after university, I was working at a few different companies for a few years. um, And I ended up working for a charity, which I loved. They had an amazing purpose. They were all about helping people. And um, I absolutely loved my job, but I did not love the travel. So Uh I had an hour and a half commute both ways every day. Wow. And I think about three or four years in, I had convinced my boss to let me work one day a week from home, which was great. But I just felt dead inside, I think. You know, I was in my 20s and I'm like, there has to be more to life than this and you know I tried to make the most of my time on the with the commuting uh, by reading and learning and all that sort of stuff and um, and having some time out but at the end of the day like it's just a slog especially after you do it for a number of years yeah. um, and I was just like I had the opportunity to um, to leave and I did and I took that opportunity uh-huh. and to begin with I was just contracting at an agency down the road from where I lived which was amazing and it got me some really solid agency um, intel um, but I think after a while I realized that you know it was pretty up and down work kind of came and then there was no work for a while and it wasn't a constant income and I was like okay so you've got to start something so I decided to start up my own business And that was the first business where I was just providing graphic design support for small businesses. And I used to go and do a lot of networking, a lot of local networking, where um, I met uh, lots of businesses who needed someone like me back in those days (laughs) um, to create flyers and marketing posters and things like that. And I created a few logos for companies and stuff like that as well. And in that journey, I met... um, a guy who then gave me the opportunity to um, go into a partnership with him to start a digital agency, Yeah, which I did for several years. And we worked together then um, and uh, created this um, 
wonderful business where we um, started to niche into more branding and and websites as well. And that was where I got my biggest learning when it came to WordPress websites in particular that we used to make a lot of. And mm-hmm. I think I think it was about four years in there. I kind of decided that what him and I wanted were very different in the in the end game. I'd also had my second child then as well. So yeah. I had two kids in childcare. And I was feeling really awful that I was spending so much time at work and um, we'd built up a team as well. So I wasn't doing a lot of the creative work and I really, really missed that. Mm. And I was just, you know, you have those moments in your life where you're like, you know what, this just, this isn't working out for me anymore. And anyway, so I decided to pull the pin on that mm-hmm. and um, and start up the design order. Like how long ago was that? Yeah, I can't, I think it's actually the sixth year this year wow. of the design order, which is amazing because that time has absolutely flown mm. um, for me. And um, I guess I really wanted to build up a business for myself where I could be a really present mother to my kids while also doing something that brought joy to my life. And I have to say, like, I, I love what I do. I, I love the fact that I get to make money from being a a creative you know and I've always been creative at heart Mm. Um, and I love making things I love working with images um, and I I feel so grateful that I've ended up here at the end of the day because um, yeah I feel like with this business I've been able to get really clear on my purpose and get back to working with the companies that I'm really passionate about working with Um, and that is the small to medium business um, you know, in the world that are finding their feet in the world. I feel like I have so much to offer them being a small business owner myself for like over 12 years now yeah. um, in terms of systems and processes for small business as well as being able to provide them with a really excellent service when it comes to uh, design and branding and websites as well. Yeah. Thanks, Zoe. You, I can absolutely vouch for the excellence of your service. Um, I have referred a number of clients to you and they are always singing your praises. You do. And I think that is like from, from 12 years of being in business, you know what works and what doesn't. You know um, what what people's expectations are and what it is to go like above and beyond, which you absolutely do. And I love that that journey too that you've been on. Like you've, you know, you've had the bigger business, you've had big teams, you've, you know, you've had a business partner, all of that kind of thing, but you've actually come back to you and the essence of you. And I think that that's really important for our listeners to hear stories like yours, because too often I hear or see women who have created beasts of a business that are actually like totally misaligned with who they are, how they want to be in the world. You talked about the fact that you want to be there for your kids and you are able to be there for your kids and still do work that makes you money, that brings you joy. And I think that is like, that is, that's utopia for, for so, for so many of us. So well done, like, well, well done. And your work is fantastic. And I do want to talk about that. Um, You know, it's, it's the reason that I got you on here to have a chat about all things branding, because I know that you see 
the good and the not so good uh, when it comes to branding. And, you know, particularly for small and micro businesses here, where do you see business owners struggling with this stuff? I see small business owners struggles on so many different levels when it comes to branding. Mm. Um, and I get it, especially at the moment, like it's such, a, the last few years, it's been such a difficult climate for small businesses. Yeah, um, We've been faced with challenges that no one has ever experienced before. And I know that finding the money to invest in something that doesn't always yield immediate results mm. can be really hard. Um, but I always try and say to people as well that, you know, your your brand, you know, and your brand identity as well as your visual brand, um, it should be seen as like a long-term investment. So kind of like a property, which is going to stand by you through the time, through the test of time if you build it right, but it will need maintenance along the way to keep it up and running and, and running at its best. Yeah. So um, I know that's one of the biggest hurdles for people because um, some people yeah, kind of like, oh, you know, where's the ROI on branding? You know, yeah. like I need, you know, they want fast results, you know, and you don't always get that with your branding because it is something that, you know, you need to roll out and it takes time to get right as well, which a lot of people don't like. Um, but, you know, I also on the flip side, I other, I see other people who can invest in it way too soon and before they have a solid viable business in hand, which is proven to generate revenue. And that, of course, as you know, can be disastrous because yes. <laughs> how are you going to pay the bills if you don't have money coming in to sustain all the systems and processes that you built up? Mm. Uh, so I think that's really important as well. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of people as well who probably dive too deep too soon yeah, yeah. And, um, and regret it in the end. And it's again, it's really hard because if you're working business to business, yeah. I feel like you have a lot longer time span to build up your visual brand. Mm -hmm. um, and get that right. Whereas if you are dealing with consumers and public facing consumers, you do need to get your branding right sooner. Yeah. Because that can affect, I suppose, people actually wanting to purchase your product if you're buying it off the shelf. Um, yeah. And That's I have to say, I'm not a specialist in that area at all. Yeah. I work more with service based businesses mm -hmm. who I do think have a bit of, of um, elasticity, let's say, in terms mm -hmm. of timing when it comes to getting your visual brand right. And I think as well, you know, um, it's really important to figure out because a lot of new businesses as well will start out and start their business not really knowing what their sweet spot is or, you know, or what what it is that makes them different and makes them really good compared to everyone else. Yeah. And it's like you almost you need to figure that out as well before you can get your branding right and before you can get really clear on that. Um and yeah, because, um, you know, I was going to say as well, like I, I see other businesses who don't invest in it at all. Mm. And, you know, which is, I think is often a shame because um, I truly believe that, um, you know, those businesses could achieve so much more if they do invest in their visual branding. Um, and it's one of those things, it's like almost like one of those pieces of a pie, which is going to help you achieve more. Yeah. You know, and help you elevate your your offering and your service and help you reach more people if you get it right. You hit on such a good point in terms of like the knowing when to when to invest. Um, but also like uh, like I don't know anyone who has been in business for, you know, any amount of time. I mean, you've been in business 12 years, I've been in business seven years. Like I know my branding has has had several iterations. I love seeing the evolution of people's brand. And that comes from 
doing what you're doing and doing it for a period of time to really understand yourself and understand your business. And, you know, we all evolve. It's normal to evolve. It's normal to change. And I don't think anyone looks back at their first logo or their first website and goes, wow, that's fabulous. Like most people look at it and go, oh my God, I don't want that to ever see the light of day again. But it's just, it is regular. It's normal. I'm sure you see that all the time, right? Oh, most definitely. And look, you know, the first time you do something, you're always going to be able to improve on everything. So yeah. um, I think that's important to say as well, like don't let that stop you in in starting. Yes. Even if you haven't got things quite right, because I know that's one big lesson I have learned in business that I've had to let go of is perfectionism is a killer in business. Yes. But you're also yeah. a beautiful creative. And that <laughs> is like, I think that is a common trait yes. among creatives. It's like, yeah. no, I want to get it perfect before I put it out in the world. Yeah. No, perfection can kill many dreams. Unfortunately, I'm, I have to say I've gotten slowly better with that over time. Um, but yeah, you're probably right in terms of, um, in being in the branding and in the design realm, you know, that it is all about how it looks and it does have to be perfect at the end of the day. Yes. And I think too, you, you know, it's so visible what you do as well. You know, like if you're, if you're a bookkeeper or an accountant or something, like a lot of it is, it's, you know, it's not front facing, whereas your work is on display for the world to see. So I can imagine, yeah, why it is so important for you to feel like it's absolutely perfect. So if, you know, if we were feeling like it's time for a bit of a refresh, bit of a revamp, uh, where do you suggest we start as a business owner? No problem. So I feel like at the heart of every amazing business out there, uh, you will find that they're normally really clear on their purpose and what they want to achieve and the difference that they want to make in the world. So I would suggest by first starting to work on your brand identity. So becoming really clear on who you are, what you stand for and believe in and who you serve and what makes you unique. And, you know, building that out further, you know, get clear on your business goals and what you want to achieve in both the long term as well as the short term now and what kind of culture you want to build and the difference that you want to make in the world. So it's it's also really important to be super clear on the who as well in all of this. So who you want to work with and what type of clients need you in their lives. And you want to get into their heads as best as possible and figure out, I suppose, their driving motivations. So what they need to make their lives easier and how you can help plug those gaps for them, you know, like the problems that you're going to help solve for them in the service service or products that you sell. And once you're clear on all of the above, it's then time to engage either a, a branding specialist, hopefully if you've got the budget to, to help you create that a visual identity to stand behind, uh, you know, your your brand identity. So, and your visual identity is really important because that's that's the thing that's going to help you really connect with your target audience um, and speak to them. Yeah. And, you know, that's, you know, both words and images coming together here to, mm. I suppose, create a beautiful blend of um, familiarity, really. What you want to do is create connections with the people that you want to connect with. And make them feel like, you know, you are the answer to their problems. Yeah. Um, and you, you you do that by having a really clear, um, I suppose, messaging system as well, mm. uh, which is where copywriters can come so in hand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
as well as having a, a look and feel that's going to really connect with them and, and show you show them that you know you are the leader in the field and you have got what they need basically yeah to help solve the, their problems yeah so Zoe can I ask a question about something that you mentioned um just at the beginning of your answer there in terms of people being people identifying what makes them special and I I think I know the answer to this question, but I'd love to hear it from your point of view. Do people, when they come to you, like, are they really crystal clear on that? Or is it one of those things where they kind of go, I've actually never thought about that before? Yeah, definitely. Probably more the latter. And especially when I'm dealing with partnerships or several people in the business that are making decisions. Uh, Yes. Yeah. They're probably the ones who never have those conversations because they can be quite, um, I don't know, they bring out a lot of different opinions Yep, and they a lot of compromises need to be made because you're often working with three different people who have three different ideas about, you know, future visions and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but normally I think that's probably one of the biggest benefits that I provide to people when I work with yep. them with um, a branding package is helping them to figure all of that out and asking them the right questions, I suppose, to get that information out. Because it can be really hard when you're sitting, you know, in a room by yourself, you're looking at a blank piece of paper, you're like, oh, my goodness, like, I have no idea. Yeah. And often it just takes, I suppose, um, a little bit of poking, a little bit of pushing to get those answers out of people. And you'll often find that you do always have the answers within um, to, you know, figure all that stuff out. Because another big issue, I suppose, as well, is a lot of people who are building up businesses, so not personal brands, okay, so not, you know, the, you know, um, Michelle Broadbrands of the world. Yes. You are your business and it's your personal brand. Mm -hmm. I'm talking more about people who are setting up businesses where they want to grow an empire, they want to hire staff, and I often find they're the ones as well that really struggle to disassociate themselves personally with the business. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can be quite challenging as well. And that's another really great point of working with a branding specialist is they will help, you know, guide you in the right direction so that there's enough of your, um, I suppose, your ethos and your your brand values built into the business, Mm. but not so much of your personal likes and dislikes because often your personal dislikes and likes are different than your target customer. And it can be hard when you're doing this stuff, like a lot of DIY branding jobs, you'll often find that people just pick things that they like themselves. Yep. You've got to actually take yourself out of the picture and remind yourself that your visual brand is not about you. It's about your your, your customers that you want to work with. And you have to really tap into, that's when it's really important to know who they are and be as, as clear as possible on that. Mm. So that you can make the right decisions, I suppose, when it comes to messaging statements and also all the visuals that come along with it as well. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, you've made a really good point. Like these are your superpowers, like branding specialists know what buttons to push and what, you know, what questions to ask, because it is a really difficult thing to self-diagnose and I you know because uh, uh, I off I ask the same questions when I start working with people it's like what makes your business special what makes you unique and sometimes it is the first time they've been asked that question and they don't know the answer um so yeah that's where wise women like you come in and you know how to extract that information from your client. In terms of working with someone like you, and we, we've touched on a couple of points here, but what 
would be that sort of, I guess, preparation or pre-work that you would love for people to consider before coming to someone like you or to get the most out of people, and, and I do see this, where people are like, oh, I need a rebrand. Oh, I need to change things up. And it's like, and, and we know that you are clever, Zoe, and we know you are a magician, but there's a, there is a limit to your magician powers. Um, so what would you love people to realize that they kind of need to do before coming to work with you? Yeah, well, I suppose having a really good think about all of those things that we've, I've mentioned yeah. before mm-hmm. um, and just I suppose being really clear on, you know, future vision and um, and what that looks like and, you know, that often takes some time to get through and I suppose as well just being aware that this process, I get quite frustrated sometimes watching these companies, you know, we'll create a brand for you in a day, we'll create a website for you in a week. It's just like yeah. how Ow. are you going to actually process the thought you know, thoughts that are needed, uh, maybe it's just me and my, you know, ancient brain, you know, to actually just fully connect with what you actually need to do. And I don't think, you know, like building a brand in a day, like you're not going to create a brand that's going to stick forever doing that. No. Um, Because you do, you need to process all of this information. And I suppose, um, you know, um, be aware that things often take time as well. Yes. Yes. Put that in a neon sign people think oh I'm gonna have a refresh and a new website and it's gonna be all done by the end of the week yeah Yeah. totally (laughs) (laughs) no and it's funny too because as well with the creative process you'll often find yourselves going in total circles as well that often happens you know the client wants to try something out which is great and you do try it out and then, you know, you might try something else out and then you're like, actually, you know what, what we had to begin with was perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, um, people yeah, who haven't worked with a creative before often don't know that there are kind of all these things uh, in the background, you know, that happen, like even with people presenting you with two options, which is what I do nowadays. I, yeah. I create um, a couple of different choices for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been through a hundred though before I show you those two. Yes, yeah. You know, yeah. and um, I, I think as well that comes as well with finding, and that was one thing I was going to mention, is make mm. sure that you find the right per- person for you mm. to help you with your project. And I think you need to kind of figure out a few things to begin with and you need to make sure that you like their work and their style. Yeah. And like I said, you need to remember that, you know, this process is often a long one and really at the end of the day as well, you want to create a connection that's going to be a long one so that they can continue to help you build your brand as you go. And you're not sort of, um, you know, pulling your visual brand from one person to the next to the next because that can often create a bit of a Frankenstein of a brand, which is a real shame. Like you want to have that visual consistency throughout, um, which helps when you're working with the same agency or the same designer yeah. Um, to to do it and so yeah so it's it's really important to just find that right person and you know like spend the time you know looking through their work and having a strategy session with them before you commit to any um, proposals as well yeah and I feel like you know like follow your gut you know um, and make sure that there there's a really great connection there to start with because I think that helps yield really good end results as well yeah because you do really really get under the skin of them and their business and yeah there needs to be chemistry it's like and 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 the right person 
for, for, for me may not be the right person for the next person. So I think it's, yeah, getting really clear on, yeah, just how, how the instinctively how that feels working with someone. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, um, I think another really great thing as well is, is starting to gather um, a sense of, you know, of what you want at the end of the day. If you have any ideas about your branding, you know, tell the designer about that to begin with. Don't yes. sort of withhold that information thinking, oh, no, you know, it's your job to show me X, Y, and Z. You know, like remember, you know, you're working with with humans still. Yeah. Thank goodness. Mm. Um, and, yeah, like the more information that you can give to them, the better to begin with. Mm. And it, it really helps, I suppose. I know it really helps when clients come to you with, you know, whether it's a Pinterest mood board or some examples of things that they like yep. because you start to get an idea of, the type of way that they like work done as well. Yes. And everyone's very different with that. You know, some people, you know, like their phone number written with the O2 in brackets, for instance, whereas yeah. other people don't, <laughs> you know, and they have your little, you know, um, little, yeah, can you even say your synchronicities when it comes yes. to yes. Like style, yeah. you know, with how things are done and, it, you know, like presenting your designer with a mood board or any kind of visuals, I suppose, that you do like and things that you mm. don't like. Yeah, help them so much get to what you want quicker. Yes, yeah. yeah. So that's another. We're not thing. a mind reader, and we are not mind readers. As my husband the always thing- says to me, yes, yes. <laughs> Tell me what you want. Tell what? me what you need. That's the thing I think we're so uh, not used to to doing uh, to articulating that, and what not doing that equals is more time and more money and more revisions and all of that sort of thing. So yeah. it is it is a great point to to yeah. acknowledge that yes, like don't be don't be shy. Like just no, don't, don't be shy. Be shy. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. For, for what you what you want. Um and that makes your job so much easier and helps you get to a solution quicker, I'm sure. Um so something you 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 glossed over then, but I'm gonna actually pull you back um to that was about um humans doing the design work sure. um, because I know, I mean, not, you know, we, we could go down the AI track, which I'm not going to, but I am going to ask about programs like Canva that has turned people into using air quotes designers. Yeah. Um, have you, how do you find that all sort of merges in with with the work that you do? Is Do you see it as a, as a positive or, yeah? I'm I'm one of these designers and I'm a small business owner as well. Yes. So I get it like budgets, for instance, like Mm -hmm. you do not, most businesses do not have money to work one-on-one with a designer continuously. And I think it's, it's a massive part of what I do now. Canva, I create lots of Canva templates for people. So I feel like Canva on its own could be disastrous because, you know, if you're not trained in, you know, like hierarchy, grid systems, all of that stuff, like you could spend hours pushing your your text and your images around on a Canva document trying to make it look good. Mm. But, you know, if you work hand in hand with a designer, and this is one of the, the things that I probably do the most these days mm. is create Canva templates for people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Proposal documents, presentation yeah. templates, mm-hmm. um, you know, workbook templates, social media templates, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got the grounds to uh, to add in content and images, then you can create magic in Canva as well. And I think that every small business should look at Canva as an option 
to integrate into their business. It is such an amazing program. It does everything. Yes. You know, um, and they're, they're getting into like video editing now as well mm-hmm. and animations. You know, you can do so much with that program. And it's so funny. I'm actually thinking about uh, creating a course at the end of the year um, to help people with you know, getting their brand up and running. So this will be for people who are very early on in the stage of their business yep. who need to probably have um, some guidance around how to DIY their own brand and then how to roll that out using Canva. And I will be using Canva as the platform to basically help them create all of that sort of um, stuff that they may need for their business. That's fantastic, Zoe. I think that is definitely needed so that you don't kind of have the whole everyone using the same canva template uh (laughs) for their for their social media quotes or whatever it is that you just sort of see rinse and repeat uh with a lot of people so um that's great okay well yes please create that i'm sure there's going to be a need for that in your spare time zoe in your spare time um something you are doing at the moment which i think is absolutely genius is that you are offering website audits and i just think this is such a great proposition um, because I think for a lot of us, we don't know until an expert like you points out um, how our website might be impacting our business in a, you know, in a not so positive way. I'm sure there's, there'll be lots of positives as well. Um, So I guess what, what are some of the things that we need to be on the lookout for some some common issues that that you see uh, when auditing people's websites. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that you just need to make sure that you're really clear on is making sure that you clearly articulate what you do. Okay. Uh-huh. Which is often very difficult, and um, if you're not great at writing as well, this is where you know ChatGTP can probably help get you started getting that right. Mm-hmm. Um, but make sure that you clearly articulate what you do and who you serve above the fold on your website. So that's when you first log on yep. and you should have one clear message there, just mm-hmm. one. Yep. And I suppose that's one of the biggest mistakes I see with people with websites. There's too much going on. Yes. There's buttons yes, yes. here, buttons there, learn more here, click here, yep. there. You know, people get confused really, really quickly on websites. And I think um, the more that you can simplify your website, the better. Mm-hmm. And that's in terms of, you know, you're cl- having a clear navigation, having a really clear user journey and clear information as well. And remember, you know, your website should be there, I suppose. And it, you know what, this is probably more geared towards service-based people. Yep. Let me be clear on that as well. Mm-hmm. With product websites where you're selling e-commerce stuff online, it can be very different. Very so different. if you're an yeah. e-commerce business, just switch off for 30 seconds. Um <laughs> But, um, you know, you you need to, I suppose, have just enough information so that people want to read on more because the whole goal of having a website is to keep people there learning about your business more and then getting in contact with you most of the time, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think that's probably another important point to make with websites. Sorry, there's so much to websites. Yes, yeah. Questions like this mm-hmm. is getting clear on what you want your website to do as well. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, do you want it to be a credibility establishment piece do you want it to generate leads? Do you want it to uh, for people to get in touch with you? Like, what do you actually want your website to do? Because every business is going to have a different reason for having a website yeah, and a different motivation, I suppose, in the background to um, how it's going to help their business move forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so being really clear on the goals of the website, I should have said that first. Um, but, yeah, um, other things as well that you should look out for that I see all the time is broken links. Mm-hmm. Is secular. Yep. I will go to so many people's websites and click, you know, like um, I'll be interested in what they talk about on their website and interested in their services. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to follow them on Instagram or whatever. And then you click on the Instagram link and it doesn't work. Yeah. Check your links. There are programs that you can use that are free to check your links. You should be doing it regularly, especially if you have a WordPress website because WordPress breaks all the time. Yes. I have noticed that my, that my, um, Instagram feed link thingy is continually breaking down. Oh, yeah. Bloody annoying. Yeah. It is. I know. And this is one of the reasons why <laughs> I, I haven't stopped making WordPress websites. I have started using Squarespace and other um, platform builders to build out websites, um, you know, like Squarespace, Kajabi, Shopify, because mm-hmm. they have such less maintenance involved month yeah. to month that you have mm-hmm. to input to check everything. Things mm-hmm. just work there yeah so yeah we could talk, have a whole separate session on talking about websites yes sure. yeah they're, they're a big beast um, no they are they are but they're so important because that is you know that's the the, the shop front that's where people just will go to find out more about us so um but yeah we'll put i'll put details in the show notes about those those audit sessions that you're doing as well because i just think they're such a great idea so you have shared so much with us today, Zoe. I really appreciate getting to soak up some of your wisdom and I know that our listener will as well. So I round out the interview with um, asking my guests to share something that they've read, listened to, watched or experienced that will give our listeners life or business a boost. So what is your recommendation? Yeah, I I thought about this a lot, actually. And I think one of the biggest things that has helped me really um, keep going and keep chugging on recently was a book um, that I read called Make a Living Living. And it's really good. And um, I reckon everyone should read it. It's basically um, a series of short stories, let's call it short interviews, about um, people who have... um, made a living doing what they love and it was really inspiring for me (laughs) because I think you know once you hit that 40 year mark in your life you start asking yourselves lots of questions about you know like you almost um start to lose that burning desire that you have in your 20s and 30s to just do you know do 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 let's do this I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and then when you hit 40 you're like what am I doing you know, like, what have I actually created here? Is actually right? Is this bringing me joy? Do I want to continue doing this for the next 20 years? Um, and I feel like it was just one of those books that really just helped me go back to basics and just think about how I could be doing this better to make my life more enjoyable, which is one of my brand pillars as well, is making sure that you find that really good work-life balance, Yeah, uh, which I think is an ongoing process for me. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I... I highly recommend it. I think it's a great read and it's a quick read as well, which I always love. Awesome. That's a great recommendation. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, Zoe. Um, and after listening to your our conversation today, where can our listener get more of Zoe in their life? Yeah, sure. Well, you can, of course, read more about what I do on my website. And um, other than that, I am a very active user on, on Instagram, sorry. 
Um, so I would highly recommend you. You can get a good taste of what we can do. And look, I try and use my Instagram feed as well to really um, help small businesses do better in their business with um, branding and marketing tips um, and website tips as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we try to keep it fun and upbeat there and um, hopefully educational as well um, to help people um, strive for more. Yeah, yeah, you do. You've, you've got great content on there. So what's your Insta handle? Just at the design order. Everything's the design order. I'll put all the links in the show notes, but that's how we get more of you in our lives. And thank you so much, Zoe, for all that you have shared today. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. No worries, Michelle. Thanks so much. <laughs>